Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. And welcome back. And I think we've now um, ended summer, I think. Now we're done with summer. So, How depressing. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. My, I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. All right. And so we're uh, welcome everybody back. Uh, those are listeners on Facebook Live as they join us. And it's nice. Uh, they can see us. They can uh, type questions uh, while we go through the program. Um, so if any of our listeners on um, Voice America or any of the other um, webcast that they listen to um, want to look for us on Facebook Live, you can go, you go to Facebook and you can search 14th Street Online Bible Study, and I'll spell that out for you. That's 1-4-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E-B-I-B-L-E-S-T-U-D-Y. So that would be 14th Street Online Bible Study. And then you can join us live um, each week when we come on here and you can see us and uh, join in with us. Uh, so uh, today we'll go ahead and open up in prayer. Pam, would you like to open in prayer? Yes, I will. Um, Father God, we want to thank you most of all, Lord, for salvation, for your gift of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for, for loving us, Lord, and to giving your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you would be with each and every listener tonight, be with the ones that listen during the week. And Lord, we pray that you would touch the hearts of man, that they would know that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of their life. Lord, we pray that um, you would be around the world of the persecuted Christians and Christians who are growing in their, in their faith. And Lord, they're seeking your face, Lord, and seeking the word of God. We pray the word of God goes out and does not turn void, Lord, but plants a seed in the hearts of man, and most of all, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is born in their hearts. We love you, Jesus, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, and that's a, that's exciting, really. Um, you know, as we we know that when people are listening, they're listening from countries that they can't listen to, mm -hmm. so we don't mention mm -hmm. their country. Um, and you know, with you know things going on right now and stuff, it's kind of really refreshing that um, we know that they can join us, um, even on on demand. They can join mm -hmm. us later as they listen. And, um, you know, they get the blessings of hearing the word of God as well. Yes. Um, so um, really this day and age, sometimes we're like, you know, wow, there's too much media and all that. But actually that gave us an avenue. So mm -hmm. an avenue to reach um, other countries that we could not have done that before. So um, I do feel blessed that we're able to do that. Um, now, um, we appreciate um, our guest listener, our guest um, host last week, uh, Danielle. We appreciate her mm -hmm. um, 
coming from our Facebook Live, where she's always in there, and then um, actually um, filling in. So we appreciate that. So just to get started on today's lesson of how grace works in a believer, uh, Michael, can you give us kind of a summary of where we left off last week? Well, left, uh, last week we left off, uh, we were reading some verses out of Timothy, uh, Paul's epistles to Timothy, and Peter's. Peter's uh, epistles, the uh, Jewish epistles. And we were comparing the problem of um, uh, bad doctrine and doctrine of devils and whatever to keep us out of this grace that was given to us by the by our Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, a lot of people, you hear them say, well, I follow Peter and his teachings. I follow the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, his teachings on the earthly ministry and whatever. And we are living in this age of grace and this dispensation of grace in the body of Christ. And uh, times past, that was the law. And now we're in the age of grace. You can't mix law and grace together. Um, I'd like to read a verse here in uh, Peter's. Second uh, Peter 3, uh, verse 10, and this is, this is Peter giving instructions to his followers. Remember, he's been preaching the gospel of the kingdom, that, the Lord, that uh, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That was to the nation of Israel. In um, chapter 3, verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in that which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. See then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? looking for and hasting unto the coming of our Lord, or of the day of our, of the, uh, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the Lord, of the day of God. Let me do that again. Looking for <laughs> and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with ferment heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, because of all of these things, wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and without blemishes. Okay, he's talking to his believers, this is Peter speaking to his followers. And according that the long suffering of our Lord and Savior, even as our beloved brother Paul, he refers them to Paul, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, meaning twist, as they do also the other scriptures 
unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of, of, of the wicked, fall from, from your own steadfastness, but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory both now and forever. Amen. So Paul here is telling his, basically telling his followers, if you want to find salvation and want to understand it, go to Paul's epistles. And Paul's epistles go from Romans through Philemon. So he's directing them to that, to those, to those scriptures. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And then that brings us this week to um, still in our ambassador series, but it brings us to how grace works in a believer. Okay. We're all ambassadors. If, if we're believers, we're ambassadors. We're either uh, ambassadors that uh, work or ambassadors that don't work, but we're all ambassadors mm-hmm. as believers. And we'll go to Galatians. Um, the book we're in tonight is Galatians. We'll go to Galatians 3, 1 through 5. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. He's, he's saying, did your salvation come by works or did it come by faith? Mm-hmm. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? He's saying, Christ died on the cross. He did it all. It was absolutely perfect. And now you let somebody come in and tell you, now you have to do fleshly things. And of course, Satan always perverts everything and always adds works to grace. Mm-hmm. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. He therefore that ministereth to you the you the spirit and worketh miracles among you doth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith so he's asking are these things done by faith or are they done by works we look at the principle of grace and how it operates in the believer's life the works policy of evil against grace against the dispensation of grace not only is designed to distort the grace gospel but, it, but it's also designed to destroy and distort the grace walk. In other words, not only the message, but the person that wants to destroy both. As ambassadors, that you, you, you have to understand the principles of grace. You won't understand the power that operates it if you don't understand the principles of grace. As an ambassador, you won't understand the process So you have to understand how grace functions for you as a believer. We talk about the message of grace and what, and with regards to the gospel and how Satan attacks it and tries to destroy grace and pulls grace out of the gospel. The believer has to operate on the same principle of grace that you are saved on. You were saved by grace. So you need to understand how grace works for you as a believer, as your walk. Satan's policy is to make the Christian life empty and useless and vain and defeated. So if if Satan could 
could put works in our in our message, in our message, in our mindset, and whatever, then he destroys the ability for us to properly present the gospel in truth mm-hmm. and yeah. rightly divide the word of truth. Yeah, so. it, it discourages us, and then we lose that passion to be able to go out and um, you know talk, you know, and lead others to Christ. To this yeah, any, grace. yeah, anytime you put works in something, it puts mm-hmm. you in bondage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have Galatians chapter 2, verses 17 through 20. Okay. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. What that basically saying that, well, if we're justified by Christ and as humans, we, we have sin, we, we are found in sin. Does that mean that Christ is a minister of sin? And he says, God forbid. Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. For if I build again, the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's a powerful, powerful um, verse 20. I'm going to read it again because it's just so powerful. We just really need to see the meaning behind that. Mm -hmm. I... And that means everybody who has, who's in Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I've gotten life through that, spiritual life through his death. Mm-hmm. Yet not I, it's not me, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I'm still in the flesh. We don't, we don't, aren't saved. And all of a sudden we have this glorious body and yeah. Um, minds and everything's all perfect. Um, but the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Powerful, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's we're depending on the faith of God, not our faith, but the, right. but the faith of God. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the law says that we must perform. And if we do this, God will bless us. And if we don't do this, God will condemn us. So we must work to maintain the relationship with God. That's what the law says. Mm-hmm. That's what it's um, wanting us to believe. Right. That's that's the flesh. Mm-hmm. But grace is free. But grace is a free gift from God, and we work because of out of gratitude and love for what God has done for us, and because of His grace, we are not only saved by grace, we also live under the grace of Jesus Christ. Yes. And, and again, it's, it's like, that's having our passion that we're able to, um, you know, help others find this free gift. We're so excited that, you know, especially the freedom that we don't have, we're not locked into that um, works that we can share this because otherwise we don't feel worth it anyway. Right. And it's like the old saying people say, well, there's no strings attached. Mm-hmm. There aren't. And that gives you the freedom because of that love that no matter what happens, God still is there. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. 
So that gives you more love and gratitude and a freedom to serve. Yeah. yeah you serve not because you have to. Right. You serve because of what he's done for us. His, this grace and, and as you study the word of God uh, and get deep into uh, Paul's epistles and rightly dividing the word of truth, you get into that and you find out what grace really is and what you obtain from this grace. And it's not just salvation. It goes on and on more and more, mm-hmm. adds more and more onto your uh, salvation, yeah. which, is, which is very exciting. And, yeah. and of course, we wonder why 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 would people reject uh, grace, this forgiveness? Why would people reject this? Right, just, it boggles your mind. Say, right, it yeah, gives you and, a true picture of blindness. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, and and not and not realizing that something is so simple. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, one thing that um, you know, Dad, as you uh, growing up and Uh, younger adult years, you had mentioned something to me that, you know, kind of really stuck with me um, is where you had mentioned that when Christ was dying on the cross, he was saying my name at that time. That's what you told me. He said, so he was saying, I'm doing this for Michelle. So I take that to be like, you know, there's no one else in the world because he did that for me, you know, and something that he did. And I was on his mind. Mm-hmm. Way back then. Yeah, yeah, we make it personal because it is personal. And and a lot of times we don't understand that, but we're very uh we're very important to God and, and of course important enough that he would die for us. Mm-hmm. But he he knew us, the word of God says he knew us before creation. So right. and so at the time he's he died on the cross, he was already dying for my sins. That's right. But I had, but I wasn't even born yet. So, yeah. So, you know, even then that's how special. And if if only people can understand that free gift, that it's for everyone. Even though he knew me, Mm -hmm. he died for me. Mm -hmm. He knew my sins and he knew my errors. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You want to go on break? Yep. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to, I'm going to read Romans 6, 14 through 15. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
what's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back i'm your host michelle mix and i'm your host michael mix and i'm your host pam lampton and we, we're going to jump in. Um, I have a verse, Romans 6, 14 through 15, that I'm going to go to. But as we were talking on break, Pam, did you have a couple of verses that you yeah, want to just um, refer to Roman, what we left off with? Yeah, Romans 5, 6, and 7. Um, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. And then uh, Judith, she shared with us on our Facebook Live, uh, Galatians 5.1, that says, Stand fast, therefore, in liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And that's so, that actually leads right into the verses I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not having that bondage and just to understand that you really don't have that. Um, and so Romans 6, 14 through 15 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. So the Galatians were going back under the law to try to live their Christian life. They were justified before God. They, were, they had the acceptance before God on the basis of grace. But now, as saved people, we have to perform and do things in order to perfect our salvation. In other words, now when we put ourselves under the law as believers, if Satan can get you to work for your salvation, mm-hmm. so he's going to confuse you and, and think that you have to work for your salvation. Um, Satan then as a believer, he tries to get you to put yourself on a performance system. So you put up all these expectations and you live up to them and say, see, I'm pleasing God because of living up to this, these works, rather than have his word inside of you live out now that principle. So the difference between law and grace is it's critical that you understand that with your Christian life, that there is a difference between law and grace. Mm -hmm. For example, we heard a pastor on the radio just say the other day, uh, to have a relationship with God, it is hard, hard work. We must work very hard to keep it. Wow, are we not free? Did Christ say that he is giving us liberty and peace and then no more condemnation? Mm -hmm. 
So the preacher does not understand when he had said that. He didn't understand grace because we are saved by grace and we live by grace. Uh, so, and I didn't work to be saved and I don't work to maintain my salvation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I work because of my salvation and the work I do is out of love because I got that free gift. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I think of that, I always think of, you know, if, if I'm, you know, happen to be out and about with my friend and if my friend just, it's not my birthday or anything, but they just hand me a gift. My mm-hmm. first thing is I'm so excited for this free gift. What is the first thing we think about? Should I give them something? Mm-hmm. because I want to share that gift because they just gave me a gift. They blessed me with a gift because they love me. And so right. because of that love, I now want to give a gift back, mm-hmm. even though I don't have to. I really don't have to. But don't we feel that we need to? Like AJ, right. and, like so AJ in St. Louis. What what AJ in St. Louis say? That About giving that, that yeah, he, gift he back. He wants to give it to somebody else, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, AJ, if you all remember, we ran into him on the street, mm-hmm. uh, close to 14th Street, where we right were behind 14th Street. Yeah, 14th Street, but behind where the picture you see um, with Michael there. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's just that free gift that you want to give. So you're doing it out of love. Right. Let me give you a couple examples of um, works uh, theories or works. Um, when people talk about works, they're they're pulling that out of. They can take scripture about works, and but they're pulling it out of a different dispensation in times past, and not in this age of grace. Um, Exodus nineteen five. Uh, now therefore, if ye will obey my voice, indeed, this is God speaking to Israel. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. This is performance, and it's performance, it's a performance system. And and in Exodus 20, 19 through 20, is a performance lesson. And they said unto Moses, this is Exodus 20, 19 and 20, and they said unto Moses, speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your face, that ye sin not. In other words, it was, he was pro- pro- promoting fear, uh, obeying by out of fear. They fear less, and they were terrorized of the consequences, and that's the way. The law operates to keep you from sinning. Legalism, fear always leads to condemnation and failure. You can't win. And and I find in my church life, from the very beginning when I was a child, the church was always operating on the law system. They set up laws and they said, if you obey these laws, uh, you'll maintain your salvation or whatever and they're on the law system, and if you do this, then God will do this. If you do this, if you go down to the altar and and pray through, God will do this, and he'll forgive your sins. All law system, that's to control man, and and those are the lie of the devil, is Mm -hmm. to get law mixed with grace. Mm 
And the, the uh, key word there is man. Right. That man, the flesh always wants to be in control. It's hard for us humanly to give up that control. And we always think that everything has a way or a system that it has to be done in, in order for it to work. That's man's wisdom and not God's wisdom. Right. And it becomes a bondage and, and slavery. Yeah, um, I have um, Second Chronicles <clears throat> chapter 7, verse 14. And um, how many times have we heard this verse quoted and applied to the body of Christ in the age of grace? Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This promise from God is conditional. You do something and I will do something for you. You are never told that it's actually um, talking about Israel mm -hmm. in that dispensation and does not apply to the age of grace. Works and grace are not compatible like water and oil. So the, there's conditions in there. If you do this, I will do this. If you do this, I will do this. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a power. It's, a, it's actually a power powerful verse and people say well you know it does have things in there that we need to do we need to we do need to humble ourselves we do need to pray and we need to seek god's face we need to do this but those aren't conditions in grace yeah that those doesn't that, that that doesn't maintain your salvation no no so we don't think of what like you said there's we don't think where that was dispensed just dispensation means dispensed it was dispensed during a certain time period and this was for israel and um their people yeah, yeah it was but, for a nation it was for a nation and not for an individual right for the nation of israel yeah and as uh karen one of our listeners also um is you know referring to is if you go to galatians 221 it says I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. yeah, if we, yeah, if we could obey the law, if we could obey the law, there's no reason for him to come. Right. There, uh, and people don't understand the law. They, the, the law, the law is, is an instrument of death, and the law can't save you. Mm-hmm. The law, the, the law is to show us our sin nature and to show us our sin. And it actually points to Christ, our salvation. Mm -hmm. So if we go to Romans 5, 15 through 19, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God. And the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as if it was by one that sinned, so is the free gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. 
For if one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of, of one, the free gift, came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So we as believers are to live under the grace system. We look at Calvary and what Christ has done for us. We operate in grace. We deal with others under the grace system. We never put others under the law in that system. That also um, would include us. So we allow Christ to live through us, and we always remember who we are in Christ. Yeah, that's very, very important to find out who, who you are in Christ and your position and your responsibility. And, and uh, even, as, even as believers, uh, we have a tendency to put somebody under the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's kind of our human nature or whatever, but we always want to say, well, look at him. He needs to do this, or he need, if, he's a, if he's a believer, he needs to do this or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. And, and we should never, and we should get out of that habit or attitude. We should deal with them in grace as Christ dealt with us. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read uh, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We need to stand in grace, stand firmly in grace, faith and hope of the gift. In Christ, we have already received the victory. Okay. And what do we have to fear? When Christ died on the cross and rose again, it was victory over sin and death. We're part of that death, burial, and resurrection. And in our salvation, if we believe that uh, Jesus Christ died for our sins, shed his blood, was buried, and rose again the third day, the power was in, to cover the sins was power in the blood, and there's power in the resurrection, and we have victory. Right now, we have victory. We don't see it right now, but someday we will see it, and we have to always remember to think think that we're citizens of heaven and always think about and uh, be a part of that in our mind that we already have the victory, and there is no work that we can do to change that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Karen um, on our Facebook uh, says, great point, Pam, on that last point you made. She says, things we should do, but they are not conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you actually, if you look at it that way, that is so true. The things we should do, but they're not conditions. They're not works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Satan wants to put guilt on you. So he wants you to mm-hmm. go around being guilty. And, and as believers, there's no room for guilt. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, room to look back on our life over the 
over the failures that we have, those are gone. And, and our goal should always be looking forward and mm-hmm. never looking back. Because if we're looking backwards, we can't, it, it's very difficult to move forward. Yeah, that's right. You can't move forward. And and probably trip, <laughs> you know, yeah. going backwards, you can't, you can't walk well, forward. You always could think that if you're feeling defeated and you're feeling depressed with your spiritual life, I know I'm not talking about depression as a chemical um, reaction, but I'm talking about you're feeling defeated. You feel um, down on yourself and you're not, you just um, feel like there's more of a burden than there is a um, benefit. Then you need to sit back and say, am I making these, this situation myself? Am I drawing the line and making the rules for myself and sit back and allow God to work in your life through the word of God. Um, just one simple example. I, um, I was at a Bible study and it was, I was a guest there with another person and the person had brought out fruit of the spirit. And they explained that the fruit of the spirit is the fruit that you have to have. And that is your proof of your salvation. And if you don't have the fruit of the spirit, then God takes those branches and throws them in the fire, and you may end up in that fire too because you don't have that fruit. And I thought, how, what just took all that scripture and twisted it? Yeah. Twisted it all around and took from every portion, and it had nothing to do with what that scripture was talking about. Yeah, that's right. And it, it was defeat. It was defeated. There's some people who say, yeah. well, I'm still working on patience. Yeah, right. I'm still working and- on love. So, Mm-hmm. You know, when's the day that God's going to come down and take all these branches and throw them in the fire? I may end up in hell, not depending on salvation through Christ and your salvation is eternal. Mm-hmm. Right. And not depending on just that branch. And, you know, because then that defeats you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so good point. Uh, good analogy there, Pam. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back i'm your host michelle mix i'm your host uh, michael mix and i'm your host pam lampton And as we continue talking about how grace works in a believer, uh, one of our listeners also uh, suggested a a verse from uh, Colossians. I'll read that, and then we'll go back to Galatians 5, uh, where it's the all-sufficiency of Christ. So, uh, Galatians uh, 2, 6, and 7, as it reads, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Yeah, we mm-hmm. appreciate um, the listeners getting involved because this is a Bible study, mm-hmm. and their import, their input is very important to us mm-hmm. and, and to, the, to other listeners. Yes. So, so we want to thank them for that, and we appreciate their participation. Yes. Okay, and Pam, I think we're at Galatians 5. Did you have that? Yes, Galatians 5, verses 13 through 18. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for the occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the love is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Um, walking in love, love thy brother as yourself. Sin will always have you walk under the law, and there is no love in the law. That law, The law condemns, it has failure, and it's unable to perform. Under this salvation, we think we must maintain our acceptance with Jesus Christ or with God. But under grace... 
we are in Christ and Christ is accepted in our place. And I think um, when I when I read that verse, um, you know, as for 10 years, um, we had as 14th Street Ministries, we um, we founded a school. So we had a school that actually went from newborn to 12th grade. Uh, and we uh, ran that school for um, 10 years. And, you know, as the administrator, you feel like um, actually your biggest critics are mm-hmm. other Christians because other Christians are wanting you to be under the law. Mm-hmm. And and they're, you know, constantly putting that on you. And um, again, that that takes that passion away. You know, because, you know, you're constantly being put under that because they're saying, well, I read this and this is, you know, here's the law that you should follow, you know. And so it just kind of when we do that to other uh, other mm-hmm. Christians, you know, we're all in the same family, you know, so why are we condemning each other? You know, right. Just like verse, you know, 15 was saying that. But if I mean it. I don't say it's funny, but the words that um, Paul uses, if you bite and devour one another, mm-hmm. take heed that you be not consumed by one another. It reminds me of a dog fight, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and they might be fighting over some small little uh, bone or something that's really crepid that you don't really want to fight over, but because they're so greedy. But that's what Paul is, you know, the yeah. biting and devouring. And people do. It's... Um, it's sad how in the Christian faith, and then, of course, the devil uses that against the testimony of mm-hmm. God and against the testimony of Christians because people just stand and walk away and say, you know, if that has anything to do with God, I don't have anything to do with it. Right. See, see real, real unity, actually real unity in the body of Christ is Paul gives us instructions on how to study the word of God. And that was given by the risen Christ, revelations from the risen Christ. And the real unity is found in rightly dividing the word of truth, understanding the different dispensations, times past, but now and ages to come. Uh, The problem is people will go back into Christ's earthly ministry and Peter and, and, and their message and Take, and they were, uh, Christ's ministry was under the law. He was born a Jew under the law. He ministered under the law. Mm-hmm. And they take his words and stuff that was proper for that dispensation. And they take that and mix it with this age of grace. And that's why you have so many different denominations and whatever, because everybody believes something different. But real true unity is... When, when the entire body believes one word in Christ and we're in Christ with sound doctrine, and that's unity. Anything outside of that is confusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And who's the father of confusion? Yeah, Satan, of course. Right. And rightly dividing word of truth in this type of teaching that we have from, from the Apostle Paul is not new. It's 2,000 years old. Mm-hmm. It was taught for the first 100 or 200 years. And then Satan was able to get in and, like he did with the Galatians and pervert everything. Mm-hmm. Because he can't 
he can't do anything to us. We're in, we're in the body of Christ. He can't take us out. He can't destroy us, but he can make us of non-effect by giving us doctrine of devils, uh, his perversion and his uh, uh, teachings mm -hmm. to, get a, to get a believer to believe something that's not true, blinding them actually to mm -hmm. the truth. Which then ends up blinding the unsaved um, who hasn't yet accepted the free gift because now they're looking at all that like there's no possible way. So mm -hmm. why even worry about it? I'm not. Why? Why do I want that? You know, if that's all it's, if, you know, I have to do all of that and I can't possibly in my life. So they they walk away without accepting the free gift. Yeah, they, they don't realize that you come as you are. Mm hmm. Christ accepts you as you are, and then then He will work on you to to uh, give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding and a desire to to live the proper life and to understand it. So, mm -hmm. so you, you can't be clean before you come. See, right. And in Romans six fourteen through fifteen. Um, good way, way to end this uh, series of how grace works in a believer says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. And in Galatians 4.21, tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? Uh, which reminds me of that song. I can't think of the song's name, but the, the verse from the song says, grace, grace, God's grace is greater than all my sins. Mm -hmm. and, and that last part of that, do you not hear the law? The law says, the law says, if you, uh, if, if you, if the law says that you die, the, the law says, if you're under the law, you're dead, you're, you die because the law is the instrument of death. It shows their sin. And if you sin, if you break the law, you die. Yeah. So don't they understand that? So how can right. the law make you righteous? So. And speaking of being righteous, um, what is the meaning of righteousness? Well, let's see here if I can give it a little bit of a meaning. Yeah. Righteousness is God's standard of perfection. In, um, in Matthew 5:48, be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Absolute perfection is holiness, and only God possesses holiness. The Bible says God is holy. Man's righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. So if God is the only one that's righteous, how do we get that righteousness? So he's the only one that's righteous. God must judge and condemn the sinner because he is God, because he is holy and his justice demands it. Every person is a sinner. And they are all under sin. So, so what's the solution for it? But now the righteousness of God without the law 
is manifest being witnessed by the law of the prophets. This being the great solution to man's sin problem, man is a sinner. But now, under this age of grace, indicates that the problem has been resolved and that the solution is being revealed to mankind for the first time. So our righteousness is through Christ. It's not our righteousness. Right. It's right. Christ's right. He stands in our place. Yeah. Yeah. And becomes that righteousness. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, since, since this is God's standard of perfection, this is required, required for entrance into heaven. Then our works cannot save us. In fact, our righteousness is not a part of the solution here at all. The scriptures point us to Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Good. Helpful to know that. We have, what, three minutes left? And yeah. could we put another question? Sure, go sure. ahead. Um, what is imputation? Imputation is God's righteousness credited to one's account. In other words, we're not righteous. God is righteous, mm -hmm. but God has credited to our account. Right. He doesn't, we're not righteous, but it's in our account. Okay. Mm-hmm. The righteousness of God is unto all and upon all that believe. Since man comes short and cannot make himself righteous, righteousness will have to be given to him from God. Otherwise, there is no hope for man. This is exactly what Romans 5.17 says. Righteousness is the gift, of, gift from God. Let's see here. The God-given righteousness is available to man by the faith of Jesus Christ. That's what we were talking about earlier. Christ's faithfulness, okay? Mm -hmm. According to Romans 3.22. This is to say the righteousness of God is available to man because of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. God has not given out his righteousness as a reward to us because of our faithfulness service to him. God has given out his righteousness as a gift to us because of Christ's faithfulness, service to him, Christ being faithful to God. Jesus Christ always did the will of his Father, even when it came to give up his life and die on the cross for our sins. The following verses, and of course, there's, uh, the verses are Ephesians 3.12 and Philippians 3.9, and you can read those on your own. And you go back to Romans 3.22. So, so how do you get saved? Pam, you want to tell us how does a man get saved? By believing in the death, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and, and accepting that free gift. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is what you have to do. Uh, and we'll close. I'm going to close real quick with one last verse um, from our listener. Uh, it's 2 Corinthians 5.21 that says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. And thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, we look forward to seeing everybody um, next week. Join us on the Facebook Live 
at 14th Street Online Bible Study. Search that in Facebook, and you can join us online to give your input. Uh, And we thank you to our listeners. We'll see you all next week. Have a blessed week. You have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program.